This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Keller's Garden Center and Landscaping Services. Winter is here, and I encourage you to save your back this year. Contact Keller's today and get a quote for residential or commercial snow removal. And also, it is never too early to start thinking about spring. COVID has put a delay on so many things. Do not delay in getting yourself set up with one of the best in the business when it comes to getting your yard looking its best. Visit Keller's at their location on Kern Street in Exeter, Pennsylvania, just down the street from Blue Ribbon Dairy, or head over to their social media pages for more information. Welcome to the PopGo Project Podcast, a platform for the discussion and discovery of arts and entertainment. We focus on highlighting people and events that add value to the world around us. Visit us on all social media platforms by searching The PopGo Project or visit our website at thepopgoproject.com. Welcome to the show and thank you so much for listening. We've already missed gold. We've already, already missed gold. Missed gold. Yeah, we're, we're, we're past it. All right. The podcast is over. Thanks, guys, for coming. Appreciate it. <laughs> over before it even began. <laughs> Hope you guys found value in that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> that's why I always hate, like, when we jump on these things, I start talking to people, and then we start talking about good stuff. And I'm like, wait, 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 just hold should, on. Yeah, you should, literally, you should just be like, shut up until we get started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. record. <laughs> intro. Yeah. So what's up? Not much, man. Are we recording now? We are recording. You oh, think, we're you, on. Okay, You didn't cool. get the, the, the prompt that says this is being recorded? Oh, I got the prompt. I yeah. thought it was going to give us like a countdown for some reason. No, <laughs> no. Maybe I was just wrong. <laughs> well, I'm joined, with, uh, I'm joined by Andrew Blank and Eric Navrosky. Did I say that right? You nailed it. Cool. Sweet. Right. Uh, and they're uh, part of, of so many things that I can't even keep track anymore. <laughs> Same. Honestly. Uh, music, podcasts, recording studios, soon to be fathers. You know, it, it's just all crazy. <laughs> There's just a lot of things going on all at once, but I wouldn't want it any other way. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't really know how you find the time to like sleep. For right. One. Um <laughs> I, I think it has like- a lot to do with like, um, for me personally, I like to stay very, I, I keep my life to a very strict schedule anymore. And I think that that keeps the, the balance going. So I'm able to constantly go the way I do. <laughs> I was going to say, I feel like a- Andrew is on the edge of divorce. You, no, we're, we're good, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we've ever been better. <laughs> that's, that's, she probably well, you know what? Because they're in the back just chatting. You know, <laughs> a- absence does make the heart grow fonder, right? Yes. <laughs> Well, that's what you said. I, I said, I typically do these, you know, 830 at night. And like, how about a Saturday? I'm like, Saturday is like the one night of the entire week that I like yeah. dedicate to my wife. Like no family time. So we can't take you away from family. Yeah. I'm yeah like, good. I don't want to get divorced. Exactly. So I'm like, guys, no Saturdays. Yeah. So here we are at 1030 a.m. on a Sunday. Yes, we're all enjoying our coffee and you're enjoying your kill cliff over there. Of course, it's no that was the conversation before we hit record. It was it's the Joe Rogan spicy pineapple flavor. Popco and I went in on like like what was it like a sixty pack of them or something. Apparently, you're still on them. I went through them way too fast. Oh, this is this um, is the second round for sure. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I I got uh, hooked, and I, I was like. 
I mean, I was like drinking those like consistently. So I, I don't know. I think I've built um, a crazy caffeine addiction over the last couple of years. And I, uh, uh, I feel like you didn't help with that at all. <laughs> Have you I'm become fine, sober? Man. I'm doing good. Man. I'm doing, I'm doing good. good. <laughs> Have you become sober? Uh, no, because no, no. Still- I, 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 feel, I feel like a lot of people who, you know, embrace sobriety, they find other vices. Caffeine is typically one of them. Right, caffeine yeah. and cigarettes is like that's right. what I've that's what I've that's what I've seen common. I mean, it's yes, yes, smoke. yes for the <laughs> coke and smoke. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's oh, a reference is... to Nick Catillo, the bass player, and uh, so much hope and send request. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I don't even know where to start. I mean, I guess I guess we should start with like you know the the current things. Yes, um, let's talk about so much hope buried mm-hmm. uh, that you're both members of. And right. then uh, we'll talk about the podcast that you guys just started. I think you're just put out episode three yes, this past like Friday. Too far in. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, and I think I saw somewhere that So Much Hope Buried is releasing a, an EP uh, very soon. I'm not sure if this will be released uh, before that EP or afterwards, True. but we'll talk yeah. about that. Yes. March 11th, uh, So Much Hope is releasing an EP called Sentiment. Uh, we're going to hope like if this comes out beforehand, not really sure. We're going to have a release show um, over at Oasis in Kingston. Uh, we're hoping to get as many people as we could. Uh, we have uh, friends from Islam's the Lions, um, Escape, Artist. Escape Artists, and we, didn't we had a band drop. We had a band drop, so that's so no fun. We're in scramble mode to try to find um, a fourth. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if not, the other two bands can certainly... Uh, their own weight absolutely they're amazing bands so yeah we're gonna if, if even if this doesn't launch before that show we're gonna record as much of it as possible and put it all out man yeah the more content the better we're gonna try to <laughs> yes so you're doing the release of the ep and a show the same day yes okay and you said oasis where is that at you said kingston i don't even know what yeah, that is yeah the, it's the basement of um uh, wyoming avenue church right okay yeah so that is right by um, the where the highway crosses over, um, where 309 crosses over, you know, mm-hmm. that bridge. Yep. It's almost underneath it. Yeah. Okay. My friend Dan Gray has been putting shows on. He started doing it like pre-COVID. Uh, and I know, yeah, I know Toothless and Sand Request have both played shows there. But uh, I think this is the first one back. It is. So we're, we're just kind of opening the gates for bands to come through there again. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. I feel like a lot of that uh it's like a DIY like underground like scene is pretty pretty neat. Absolutely, man. It is. It is it's a uh, it's a lot of fun um but also a lot of stress because <laughs> everything does kind of fall on you're the, the one on pulling the weight of everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So but unfortunately there's not a ton of local venues that allow all ages. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not. There really isn't. And I just yeah. got asked a question the other day he he said, um, you know, what are your favorite venues that aren't, you know, Carl Hall, the Jazz Cafe, and mm-hmm. the V Spot? Right. And I'm like, yep. those I are don't the big know ones. That man. There are any, you know. Like, right. it's weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. And with Steve just closing down Stage West, that was mm-hmm. that was a heavy hit. But it is what it is. Mm-hmm. So, but like, still, you're right in terms of uh, the all ages thing. I know, you know, Carl Hall does all ages, but I think it is UIOB. So. I think you have to be. I think it doesn't depend on circumstance. I'm not. Yeah, too I don't sure. know. I don't know. But, but yeah. I know, like, 
Finnegan's was another cool venue that we played, but that's a bar, so that's 21 and up only. Right. Uh, and for the release show, we really wanted to have it all ages. We didn't want to... Number one was all ages, because, you know, like, I feel like we appeal to that under 21 crowd in a certain way, and I know we've had some friends that are under 21 that just wanted to come out, and, like, they yeah. haven't even been able to see the band yet, and we've played a handful of shows over the past yeah. six months. <laughs> yeah, know? I think Carl Hall is the only underage, or all ages, rather. Um, and I don't think it matters uh right and they are byob but you know yeah. andrew you played that show for me yeah um that's all that was all ages and there were right. you know, kids there so yeah, yeah i mean i think it's just the nature of the music that we're in we we realize the demographic tends to be um heavily rely on that under 21 audience so that's a big thing on our end yeah we so talk about happen. talk about your music with uh so much hope buried yeah yeah so so much hope um we fall under melodic metalcore if you really want to get into the yes the, i mean i genre <laughs> i'm terrible with genres i just like to call good music good music but <laughs> yeah I would, I would say like we often get classified as melodic metalcore melodic hardcore yeah that kind of yeah. thing um i think the goal of the of the band it was started by by bart our screamer and derek our piano player and clean singer right and the lyrics are are all written by bart I think Derek helps him out a little bit too, yeah. but it's very personal stuff. So we kind of we kind of put the background music and the and attach music to a lot of personal feeling to how how Bard is. Um, right. I always look at you know, it from the point of view of the nature of the type of music that so much show plays is very unique, being that um, it's kind of like spoken word from like one point of view. And we are the guys kind of creating the soundscape for that, like poetry. And I think yeah. it's it's actually like really freeing to be a part of something like that, um, because I feel like it kind of you're vibing. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it doesn't give us any boundaries. That's why I like to almost think of it as like a genreless thing, because yeah. like whatever the lyrics like the lyricism kind of dictates the music. And yeah. being like me, just being the guitar player in that band, there's just something real cool about being like, oh, Bart has this lyrical idea. What is going to really like bring out the the sounds of the emotion that he's trying to portray? Yeah. And it is a lot of rooted in like, at least this EP is rooted really in like deep feelings and gets, yeah. gets certain emotion, gets emotional and gets dark. So I feel like that, sure. that, that just kind of um, brought out that, that aggressive, yeah. almost like sad type of vibe. And yeah. that's, that's just what it ended up being. Is this a second release from the band? Um, technically, we, we're going to go ahead and call it. We're going to call it the first. Release. I would say I would say the first. Yeah. So, yeah, the, so. Uh, it's a very interesting story. I know it started. So the band before it was named technically started way before either of us were involved. Mm -hmm. um, so what happened was in this from my perspective, um, in the summer of 2020, I was literally on a, a lunch break from work and Derek Noack just gives me a call and he's just like, Hey man, um, do you want to just hop on this, like this track that me and Bart have? And it ended up being, um, a track called worry that like, it was very, very interesting being the fact that Derek, Derek's just a piano player and Bart's just a vocalist. So, uh, and then I threw in like guitar and the nature of the music being spoken word, it felt like. Uh, at least from my perspective, uh, it, it felt like almost like it, like an incomplete idea 
Oh, okay. It was kind of put yeah. out like yeah. and that's just to be really honest, because they always looked at the thing like a whole band and we didn't have the whole band yet. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it was just piano, guitar and like poetry. And it came out this very unique thing. And then over time, um, I would say a few months in, they, they were just like, we have this full band idea. Mm-hmm. And we went to go record it with Eric. Kind of. So yes. <laughs> so they did um, they did Desert Child. Uh, which is a single that's out now, but we're, we re-recorded it, we redid everything, and we're gonna we're gonna take it off Spotify and right. and put it back on with the new EP. Um, but they came to me to record the vocal parts mm. of it um, because I think they sent it off to somebody else to mix and master. I can't remember, but they needed they wanted to do like a higher quality of, of you know vocal recording. So I was like, absolutely. So. They came and I was like, hey, this song is pretty cool. And uh, they're like, well, do you want to be in the band? And I was like, I don't know, because I said, I've got Toothless and I'm very dedicated to Toothless still. Um, But maybe. And I ended up saying that, okay, I'll join. I don't know how much like what this is really going to look like. And um, it ended up working like super well because. Toothless is recording an album right now and uh, we were like writing and everything. So like what I was able to focus on and put my time into uh, hops back and forth. So like right now it's this so much hope release, you know, it was recording so much hope cause I did the record with them. Um, and then once this is out and we're riding that wave a little bit, then Toothless is going to be like, I'm going to be pushing that, you know, doing the new Toothless release. Right. It's going to be this really nice back and forth between now is like a so much hope season. And then like now is like a toothless season. And uh, right. It'll it'll take up a lot of the uh, I hope a lot of the year. Yeah. Um, which is probably why it seems like we're doing a lot because it's <laughs> kind of the same thing. It's this very like yin and yang back and forth between <laughs> other projects. And meanwhile, keeping like the podcast in the loop. Yeah. We had to go back to um, the so much hope thing. I know. So to, I joined. Yeah, to continue the story, Eric joined. Uh, then we were four piece, and we kind of rode that way for a little bit. And then we were just on the hunt for a fifth member. Mm-hmm. And at the time, uh, I grew really close with our friend Nick Catillo, and I just kind of, I was just like, Nick's a good dude. Like, let's let's give him a shot. <laughs> and then, you know, we just became a five piece, and that's that's kind of the state of where it is right now. Yeah. And it's just, it was very, like I said before, there was something very freeing about um creating the so much hope music in that like it was the first time at least for me personally that um all of the music kind of uh came naturally because when we're when i'm involved in like my other projects uh like the send request and or like your fresh steps or blank man whatever it may be um i i always like to sit and uh methodically you know put together songs like kind of um there's like there's like a foundation you're kind of using building blocks and I like to like things separated and then just kind of mesh ideas together. But with so much hope, it was like it flowed so it well. Just, there was something about um, just being in a room together and creating something, yeah. and someone would just kind of spark. Someone would just be noodling on something, and it was the first time like I was like that. Someone would just be like, "Let's make that happen. Let's turn that into something." And literally, we would just create full fledged songs out of someone creating an idea in the moment. And I think uh, that's that's the nature of that music. And it's so just the cool. Holy, the Holy P was actually written uh, together, unfortunately, before Nick was in the band. Right. <laughs> um, uh, so he he actually it was funny. The first practice 
that he came to was actually when we wrote the last song on the EP. <laughs> he so, just showed up and we were just vibing yeah, and we, we just, just made a song that night. <laughs> yeah. And we were like, well, you that's, this is how we wrote the EP. So it was really cool because we were in my studio and just float out. Right. Just so, happened, happened to work. I just think, I, yeah. So at the core of it, I want to give a quick shout out to Derek Nowak. Because I feel like like he was kind of like the driving force. Because I don't know, yeah. at least in both of our cases, he was just very upfront and brash about everything. And he's like, "Hey, man, do you guys want to be in this band?" And, like, yeah. and both of us are just for like accommodating because Derek's a Derek and Bart are just yeah. great guys, and they just asked, and we were like, "Yeah." And then everything just naturally took its course, and here we are. Right. I find it to be so wild how like <clears throat> there's like a, a core like two or three or four of you even that like are all in the same band <laughs> like you right. borrow yeah, from each other. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we pull them all from different places now all it's of a just, sudden we're yeah, here. <laughs> yeah it's just it's funny because i know back in the day you know um this is like 15 20 years ago right you didn't see much of that it was you know this guy's in this band and that was it yes but now you see a lot of collaborations and a lot of you know just uh well i'm in this band this band and this band i don't know how you guys find the time to do it right i really don't <laughs> but i think it has everything to do with like like you said before, just kind of structuring yeah. the, the schedule. Because, yeah. like, you know, one thing's on the back burner right now while this one's in the forefront. And then they just kind of trade places and you do that continuously. And then I think it kind of gives that mystique that, like, we're doing everything all at once, even yeah. though one thing is just, just got put to the side for the time being. <laughs> yeah. Do you think anything suffers uh, as a result of being in so many different projects? Because, like, I myself, like, I just couldn't. Like I need to focus on one thing. Like I, I, right. I immerse myself in what I'm doing. Like I, yes. I don't know that I could g- give a hundred percent to X, yeah. Y, and Z. Right. Here, here's something that I found out. Um, well, so like as I'm communicating with the bands and as we're learning how this is gonna roll, the best thing that we did was like ask people to take over roles. So like for the longest time. Uh, I would say that I, w- I was really heavily invested in Toothless about, you know, driving the bus and being the guy who, who did everything I possibly could. But then uh, recently, now that I've kind of been doing things with so much hope, um, I would just talk to Toothless and say, like, hey, can you guys take over this? Like, can you put this? Because, like, I really want to see this project going, but I just don't have enough time right now. And that's you know that's how it goes and and they're in other bands too so like travis and james are in sleep sculptor so when they're going to be doing that thing um i i think they're going to record an album in march i think at the end of march or something so like at that point toothless is going to be waiting for a mix and masters to come back so like it's going to be a nice lull but it, it really is just like divvying up responsibilities and everybody being willing to help when needed you know so like i i took a step back from toothless about putting so much effort into it um i'm also building a new studio and and that's taking a lot of my time and and energy and whatnot and i told the guys that i said guys like this is where i'm at i just can't do it and they're like that's cool you know do what you gotta do when you're out of this season you know we'll you can come, you know, come back and help us out a little bit. And just, it just keeps going back and forth. And just like having people that you can rely on is really important. Makes all the difference. Yeah. Super important. 
Yeah, I got mad respect. I mean, I don't know how you guys are doing it. I really don't. <laughs> We're trying our best, man. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty much all we can do. <laughs> well, I mean, Andrew, real quick, let's run down the list. Yeah. Um, you know, you have so much hope. You yes. have Fresh Steps, which yes. is a, a great project that I love. Um, right. uh, Blank Man, you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm I'm guessing that you're doing all these things because they're all a little different in their own regard. So it's yeah. like. Is that just, are you just bored with life and you think you need to get involved with so many things? Or is this just like, is this like a creative outlet for you where you're able to, like, so, I want to do this and I, like, I want to do rap and I want to do, right. you know, uh, hardcore and I want to do whatever. Right. No, absolutely. No, I think it just, it kind of stems a little bit from wanting to do everything. Um, so it's funny. Um, it's part of the reason why. Uh, I'm involved with Nova Studios and doing like all the producing for these other artists, which I'm super grateful for at this point. Um, I remember back in, I would just say 2018, 2019, I had uh, a conversation with someone about like trying to make these super creative ideas for at the time it was it was just send request. I had no other no other endeavors going on. So I, I wrote out um, I'm, I'm always demoing things 24 seven. I'm just a songwriter at heart. I think that's where my passion truly lies in music. Um, so what, at the time, Send Request was my only outlet. So what I was doing was I was writing a bunch of wacky demos for Send Request that didn't sound like Send Request at all. Um, so and I, I was having a conversation with someone and they told me like, hey, man, like this isn't the vibe for this band, but that's why side projects exist. So and then, I don't know, for some reason that kind of resonated with me. And then over time, um, I guess through like networking and just trying to be more of a like a social person I, I just i was just able to connect with a lot more people and then i was just ambitious enough to be like hey um this doesn't have to be like a big deal for you but like if you want to get involved with this i would love to like just be collaborative in some way shape or form and i think over the last uh two years life just kind of worked itself out um i just always i've always had that like i need to grind mindset i don't know what i'm doing I don't, I don't care where it is. I need to be productive and making progress somehow. And I think that just really added up in regards to just kind of building the, the people that I'm surrounded with and the opportunities that were created because of it. So lo and behold, like, I think the pandemic just kind of, kind of kicked me into gear to be like, hey, man, if this is what you actually want to do, you got to do it somehow. <laughs> so I've linked up with a lot of people. And, and I'm just, I'm still grinding and I still have stuff to put out and I'm excited for what the future holds. <laughs> you make me feel lazy. <laughs> <laughs> because, well, I don't know, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> but it's funny because you and I linked up over like, like what, like the last year or so. And we bonded a little bit because I like got turned on to Rogan. And I became like a Rogan guy and uh, I was listening and I dove into like the, in, in the cheesy way, I dove, I dove into like all of like the motivational, inspirational kind of type of people, you know, like your, your Jocko Willinks and David Goggins and, and Rogans and stuff like that. And so I listened to all these like inspirational stories and they would almost like drive me to like want to do more. So, so I'm also, yeah, literally like, so like, I, you know, outside of music, I, I am like real big on like health and wellness now. And so, and I have a goal, uh, before my baby's born to run a marathon. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. 
So that's why if you you follow me on Instagram, I'm always taking photos of my feet because I don't know. It's just it's just enough for me to like remind me like, hey man, like there's a bigger picture here. And as long as you're consistent, you're doing something right. <laughs> and then the, the more you talk, the more things you add to the, the your life. And I, <laughs> I, I I feel even more like this shit. It's all good. <laughs> I just I don't know. I like to stay overly productive because it just keeps me happy. <laughs> yeah. In addition to five bands and being a fa- husband and soon to be father, I run too. That's cool. Yeah, man. And I'm trying. Like, I, it doesn't show, but I got in the lifting too. Like, I'm, tra- <laughs> I'm just trying it all, man. Like, I'm just trying do, to I'm trying to be healthy, and I'm trying to do the things I love. <laughs> do you do you sleep? Like, yeah, absolutely. I, mean, I, I, I try to get as much sleep as I could. I mean, <laughs> what do you typically get a night? I would say it's it's like you know between like six and a half. Like Are you kidding me? Six and a half See, to seven. That ish. would kill me. I'm, <laughs> I'm like, well, and I'm like, I'm, I'm a sucker for a good conversation too. Cause I'll, there'll be nights that I'll, I'll just stay yeah. here <laughs> knowing I have to be up at like five 45. I'll stay here until like 1130 midnight <laughs> to the point where I have to get kicked out because like, dude, you need sleep. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 whatever, man. I don't, I don't know. know. Man. I'm just, I, I'm just, I still, feel, I still feel young enough to, to chase after things. <laughs> well you are you definitely are how old are you now like 27 okay uh, i put you at yeah mid-20s oh. right so we're getting there and i think that's a thing too and we we talked about that like i think we're both driven to um just kind of live out our dreams if you will uh just because we we realize that like we're not getting any younger i think the, the closer you get to 30 the more like ambitious you get because for some reason 30s like that that hot spot number that like by the time I'm 30, I want to at least achieve X or something yeah. like that. So it just, it drives you. Yeah. I got in the best shape of my life at 30. Yeah. Now I'm at, now I'm in the worst shape of my life, but that's, <laughs> there's always time to bounce back. There is. <laughs> yeah. There is. But, uh, I mean, Eric, I mean, you're, you're kind of in the same vein. I mean, you two or three different bands. You got your, you said you're building your studio. Yeah. Um, you know, you and your wife are doing that like that's really great like what's what keeps you going oh man so for me there was um so there there was it was the studio first um i loved recording and i loved doing all this stuff um before the bands before anything and that's what i wanted to do so i probably didn't get really into the studio until like uh, 2018 i think um i had a job and it was a cool job and uh i really liked it and they were talking about um like what it would look like if i was able to go full-time and and so on and so forth and that would have you know eventually ended up being my career and i was like i don't i don't know if i like really want this long term as much as the job is really cool now and the people that i worked with were some of the best people ever um i was like i just I think I want the studio. So I ended up quitting uh, and focusing everything in on the studio. Um, at that time, I joined Tala and I toured with Tala very heavily. So on the off time of not touring with Tala or working on that, I would work on the studio. I would try to get, you know, build up my resume and get clients in. Um, I had Toothless at that point too, and we were pretty dedicated in keeping going. Uh, I quit Tala after a year. Um, focused even more on the studio, more on Toothless. And um, 
I got married within like not too long after quitting tall. I think a year after I quit tall, I ended up getting married. And, um, one of the, dude, honestly, one of the major things was, uh, when Andrew and Gabby told us, told me and Sarah that they were going to have a kid. Um, it was first off, it was a really funny story because he looked back at me in the car and he's like, we got something to tell you. And I made a joke because I was looking at Andrew and I was like, you're pregnant. And I didn't mean you as in you and Gabby. I meant like you as an Andrew. I was like, oh, you're pregnant. And he just like stared at me. And I was like, oh, I ruined it. I was like, I can't believe I did this. But, but that was one of the first moments of my life where somebody told me they were having a child, like my peers. And I wasn't like, oh, crap, having a kid. You know, because like I've had a few friends. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've yeah. had a few friends back then that was like you know they were like hey got you know got this girl pregnant mm. and i was like oh crap having a kid <laughs> this was one of the first moments where i was like oh this is like a it was like a good thing this yeah, is like this a happy plan. this was yeah. supposed to happen yeah <laughs> this was supposed to happen and then sarah and i have been talking about kids for a while and like you know what we wanted you know when we want to do it and whatnot um but i was like oh my gosh my peers are having children and like it's the time that they're having children. And I was like, I'm older than Andrew. <laughs> oh crap. <laughs> so that was like a huge driving factor. I was like, I need to do everything. I need to do everything that I possibly can to make sure that I'm setting my family up for the future. Right. Um, plus. So not only, not only, I don't want to say like my only driving factor is not just like uh, imminent financial burden with a child, <laughs> but like it is passion. Like I love recording. I love mixing and mastering. I like, I would do this whether I was, um, you know, no matter what I did for a career or not. Um, I just wanted to be savvy with it and make it a career. Um, and especially with the bands like toothless and so much hope. I absolutely love the music. I love the people that I work with, which is why I'm even in the bands. Cause like I could play anything, no matter what somebody asks me to play. I'm down. If I'm with good people, it doesn't really matter what right. the music is. So like, it just so happens to be that toothless is a crazy metal band and so much hope dives into that. Um, but really if toothless was like, I don't want to be this anymore. We want to be something else. Okay. You know, like yeah. it's yeah. just because it's the people that you work with, uh, make you passionate about it because like, I care about everybody in these bands so much that I want to see them grow. You know, I want to see them do cool stuff. And, and like, I just want to see everybody in my circle uh, make progress and be prosperous right. in that. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of drive that comes out of, of passion. Um, I am not like Andrew when it comes to health. <laughs> I'm horrible. I'm horrible with that. And if it wasn't for Sarah, I would, I would be extremely overweight and uh very lazy um but they ruin, it, they ruin everything don't they yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know god just let me be overweight right now. <laughs> let's just do what we want <laughs> <laughs> no it's it's really great though because she is such a massive like support system in that because i i don't know how to cook i don't know how to eat good uh and whatnot and if it was up to me i would base everything off of convenience mm -hmm. so like I would live off fast food and never think about it. Um, so it's really nice when she's like, Hey, no, you have to, 
eat well. Yeah. <laughs> so there's that. I uh, I'm not a runner. My knees are shot, and uh, <laughs> so I I, I still I struggle in that department for sure. I wish I I wish I was a little bit more disciplined in that. Um, but I don't know. I, I guess we'll maybe we'll get there in the future. <laughs> See, I think I think you touched on like a very valid point that we we've talked about like uh, ever since. Well, truthfully, we could we, that could be another topic right there. How about how so much hope kind of led us down this prosperous road of realizing that we're basically the same person in a way. <laughs> you kind of <laughs> and we complement each other super well. But I think you touched on something um, that the the idea that we've been we both feel like we've been through enough. That one big driving factor is that we surround ourselves with with good people. And um, there's like I feel like when you're like anywhere you 16 to 20 and you're just trying to be in a band there's yeah. something there's something about like trying to find like oh i need like the best guitar player ever or i need the best bass like whatever this guy has to be great and such and such yeah. i think you just come to realize that um if you surround yourself with genuine kind people uh that definitely it's better <laughs> it definitely works the best long term yeah and, and, and keeps you grounded in wanting to pursue that avenue a lot more yeah and yeah, I think just life kind of takes care of itself at that point. Yeah, yeah, it's it's much nicer. My my, I think my grandfather, uh, he would always tell my dad, and my grandfather was much older by the time that I was like he died when I was thirteen. Like he was he was an, an older man, so I never really got to have that adult relationship with him. But he, but my dad would always tell me what he would say, and my dad was, um, he's like successful people hang out with successful people. And uh, he's like, if you want to be like this, you need to you need to be around people who also want that for their life. And um, I just you know, I've noticed that with the with the guys in, in so much hope and toothless. It's I, I just like I want to be successful. So today and it's just this um, mutually beneficial, like driving factor, I guess, you know, because like the more driven Andrew is the more driven I am and the more driven yeah. I am, the more driven he is. And, and it just like keeps, yeah. keeps building on top we of each just other. We keep bouncing off of each other and it yeah. just, it kind of sorts itself out. Yeah. And like our, our podcast came out of, out of stuff like that too, because we talk so much. Mm -hmm. And when we talk in so much hope and in the bands, it's, I don't want to say like life advice, but I love getting into those conversations of like, how to grow, you know, self-improvement and all that right. other stuff. So we were like, let's do a podcast about, right. We, you know, we've had so many late night conversations about like how we're both like driven people. And, you know, we've just kind of realized we're pretty much in the same life circumstance. And so like, we feel very similar in, yeah. in what our goals want to be. So and yeah. we had so many conversations about, it, and then one day Eric was just like, let's just start a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Cause we're already basically doing that. <laughs> yeah. yeah i wanted to get into that next yeah. um you guys seem like this kind of like dynamic duo you know music uh producing things like that yeah and then you added another layer to the, the whole thing uh which is this new podcast called mixing mindsets right yes so yes please by all means talk about that okay so i think um i think my my thing that i always wanted to do with like or what that i wanted to do when coming at this podcast is to focus it around bringing like some kind of value to a listener. I, I never, like I, I listen to different podcasts where you're just like, you're sitting there and 
nothing's really being said a whole lot. And they're just kind of talking about, Oh, I like this or I like that or, or whatever. And I'm like, well, that's cool. And that's fine if that's your thing. But for, for me, I wanted to shape it around. And we've talked about this a lot. Right. I wanted to shape it around somebody listening and being like, that's cool. That's a mindset that I want to be in uh, kind of where the name came from. And right. then also mixing just because like we're in music. So I was like mixing and mastering. Right. So, <laughs> so like that's where it came from. And I really wanted to provide a value to people where they're listening to it and they can pull something out of it on like a day-to-day basis Mm -hmm. and be like, that's cool. Like, that's something I want to implement. That's something I want to do. Um, because I think it'll just make me like either a more productive person Mm -hmm. or, uh, you know, a more driven person or whatever, because it really is, I guess we'll say intoxicating to see somebody else grow and prosper. So like if Andrew does something awesome or something great happens, that is almost equally as exciting for me because he's, you know, I care about him. He's a good friend of mine as well as everybody other, you know, all my other friends, the people that I care about who are good friends of mine, if they're doing well, that is extremely exciting for me. And I've come to be really good friends with a lot of people just because of the studio. And like, I, some of these people are so like wonderful that I just, I want to see them grow and prosper and I want to see them do really cool stuff. And I, and I think even overarching above that, I want to see them do cool stuff in something that they love, something that they're passionate about. And I think it's because that's sort of what I tried to do for myself when it came to the studio. You know, I said, so many people were telling me like, you know, you're not going to be able to get a studio go in like that's such a hard market to get into whatever all these reasons why I can't do it and I was like but this is the thing I'm passionate about and I want to do it for a living so basically screw you I'm gonna do it <laughs> you know and uh and it, you know you just kept grinding and working and working and I want to see other people do that yeah. I want I want to see someone with a skill set that I don't have like like an artist or something I have absolutely zero talent for anything that it comes to like like physical, like drawing, art, painting, that kind of stuff. <clears throat> Absolutely none. But if I see someone who's really good at it, I get excited and I'm like, let's do this. Let's make that a career. I said, you have such a, you, you bring such a value to the table. Like let's show people that value and let's, you know, create, you know, your, your life off of it. Right. Uh, that's exciting. You know, when somebody is successful in that you're pumped, right? You're like, Yes, you're killing it. You're doing it. And I would hope that they feel the same for me. You know, if they could look at me mixing and be like, you know, I, I mean, I've gotten texts like that constantly or calls from different clients and they're like, so, so what's your schedule look like? And I'm like, oh, you know, I do it full time. So I could work around you. They're like, oh, really? Like, you don't have a job beyond this? I'm like, nope, this is it. They're like, oh, that's so cool. Like, it's exciting. And I want, I want other people to feel that. Right. You know, so the, so the podcast came out of us trying to be like, yep. let's see if we could bring our mindsets mm-hmm. to, to that, to make it happen. And, and right. like, we're doing that with like Andrew and his producing now. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, he's at a certain stage in that, that might not be career level, but if you don't start somewhere, it's never going to happen. So like we've started somewhere and, you know, we started with one client doing one song, you know, and then all of a sudden that client's doing an EP. Mm. And then all of a sudden that EP brings in another client and another one and another one. So like the whirlwind. Yeah. Yeah. And it just keeps going. So like we, I literally just finished up a record 
Um, I don't know if you've been seeing um, a, a guy, his name is Jared Nesbitt, has his face tattooed like a skull. <laughs> um, probably the only guy in this area <laughs> that has that. But he's been going under the, the name of Thanatos, and he's one of our clients. Mm-hmm. So he actually comes to me and Andrew, and we, we, wrote, we basically wrote him yeah, this, this EP, which he did vocals over. Mm-hmm. And um, I literally just finished the mix and master and sent it to you guys like a few days ago. Yeah, we're just listening down the way. Yeah. Over. <laughs> and I yeah. think um, just to kind of bounce off what you said a little bit, I think the, the for the podcast, naturally I was just pulled into the idea of it because I think it's, it's kind of rooted in um, if there's one positive that I feel like the pandemic kind of, like struck in me is it, it gave me that ambition to go like become a go-getter. There was just something I, I felt like, uh, I feel like for everyone, the times got pretty dark in some way, shape or form at for some aspect of their life. But for me, I, I just felt like I got in this rut because there were, there were a lot of things just truthfully not going very well in life. Um, so I just really took the step forward and took the time to tell myself like, Hey, uh, you really need to kick yourself into gear. And I just, I, I've built this over the last two years. I'd like to think I've built this mindset uh, <laughs> and this lifestyle around like being ambitious, being driven, wanting to be around motivating people. And how do I motivate others? And I really like it. I, I make sure I anymore. It's like a conscious effort for me to like, think like, Hey, how do I be the most positive I could be under any circumstance. So I'm always very mindful of that now. And I think that just kind of is noticeable in our conversations. Yeah. Spills it, over into the, into the podcast, just the, the natural progression of things like the natural progression of how my life ended up being dictated, fell into this podcast. And now you can just <laughs> hear me talk because that's what I've been trying to do <laughs> over the last few years. We're hoping people feel motivated at the end of an episode. Right. Because it's it's really so, all driven in the fact that we ourselves want to be driven. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's this idea that like we're trying to motivate each other and we hope that like the audience is able to resonate with that and, <laughs> and feel something to like just want to be able to go out and do something post yeah. hearing us conversate. Yeah, because I I've been on the other side of that before, and I could I'm living proof that it works. Yeah, Andrew, I want to get re- I want to get back to that yeah. in a second, but yeah, Eric, I mean, there's a lot to be said um, for someone who kind of foregoes the career, the, the something they already have set, the nine to five, the the guarantee, and, and kind of just take that big risk and and you know roll the dice, uh, mm-hmm. which is what you did with your studio. And it's so cool that you've been able to, you know, make that your full-time gig and, and be parts of pe- a part of people's lives the way you have been. And, you know, I, I just have so much respect and admiration for people who take that risk, take, take the jump. And I always think to myself, I, I wish I had something that I was like good at. Like um, I have the Duval leather uh, hat on right now and yeah. you know, his, his store and, and what he's been able to do is phenomenal. It's such a cool thing because I saw him as a musician that just kind of not threw it away, but said, okay, I, I did this. Now it's like the time to like focus on my, my real passion, which is that. And you know, even the guys that work for at Axel Rad screen printing, you know, they, they had, you know, Dave was, uh, I think a TSS worker and he's like, this is not what I want to do with my life. Like, and he mm-hmm. started the, you know, Axel Radden, you know, has grown that business 
so much over the past few years. Mm-hmm. Um, it's such a cool thing. So, you know, good for you for, you know, being able to take the jump and, yeah. and thank and you. I, I felt <laughs> like, yeah, no, hanging around him. And like, it's like you said, it's actually extremely inspiring. And it makes myself want to like aspire to be like that. So, you know, I'm just, I'm grateful to be along the ride. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think about like making like pickles and peppers and call it pop goes pickles and peppers. All right. Go for it, man. Star, star store. There's nothing. I'm, I'm not even good at that. There's like okay. nothing that like, I'm like passionate about and that I like love, like that. Right. I was like, you know, I want to go do this. Like, I don't yeah. know. I don't know. I think there's something to be said about that though. Like, cause I don't know. I'm just, um, I, I love, I'm passionate about music. I mean, I, I, when I really try to narrow down like the specifics of my life, which is something I've been trying to do for, you know, forever now. Um, I'm passionate about music. I'm passionate about health and wellness, but like, I am also just a firm believer in that there, there's, there's more to life. And so like, I, I'm always trying to pick out the new passions here and there. So I, I just think we're all on, we're all on a, a hunt. I think think finding that passion is really hard. Right. Um, There was a time where I was going to completely give up music, completely give up the studio, like give up everything. And um, I was thinking about going to police academy. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm very grateful that I didn't do that. Uh, It sort of stemmed from a a bad relationship that I was in and, not going to get into that, yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So like, I almost gave up that thing that I was like passionate about. And like, I know a lot of friends who are like, I don't know yet. And I don't think that's a, that's a problem that you don't know. Right. And I, I talk to my dad constantly. And I, I, for the longest time I was like, just tell me what to do. Tell me what to do. What do I do? Do I go to college? <laughs> do I do this? Do I do that? I don't care. Just tell me what you think that I should do. And he would never tell me. <laughs> well, he couldn't. Like, There's no way. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I can't tell you what to do. He's like, you got to do you and right. and you need to figure it out. And uh, it, it was good. And I've had a lot of, you know, career counseling conversations with him. And and I've had, a, I, I feel very lucky and, uh, you know, very privileged if you, if you want to say, because of the people in my life, um, my, my mom and dad are some of the, some of the best people ever. And they have poured into me and, and spoken to me a lot and uh, I, they are the reason why I feel like I am, you know, the way that I am at this point because of kind of my upbringing through that. And I realize that not everybody is fortunate enough to have something like that. Not everyone is fortunate enough to have, you know, a, a home with a, with a mother and a father. And, and even if they do, some people have some ones that don't really care about them. And I think that's horrible. And I think one of the best things that you can do for yourself is to find that person that, that can be that figure, even if it isn't your actual father or actual mother, someone who treats you as such, who treats you with care, who looks out for you and the best that you, you know, uh, the best that you can be and, and, and whatnot. Um, that is one of the, the greatest things ever. And someone who really speaks into you and, and, shows you that you can do it you're kind of worth it and whatnot and and my dad has taken on i would say that role for a lot of even friends of mine and i've watched him do that throughout the years where you know some people i know who you know they're unfortunately their fathers left at a younger age or whatnot and um my dad would notice that and he's like whatever you need you know like i'm here and even to this day like Nick, uh, our bass player, Nick Catillo will walk in the house and my dad will hug him. 
<laughs> and it's so funny because like, you know, that I don't think that I think it transcends age. You know, it doesn't have to be just right. like this, you know, father who, you know, looks at a child. Like it doesn't have to be a child. Like I still look to my dad at 28 years old mm-hmm. like that, you know, and Nick, who is what, 25 or yeah. whatever, you know, still comes in and, and my dad. It's, hugs just, him. it's just nice to have that support system, yeah. whoever you could find it in. Yeah. Yeah. It does. I don't, it doesn't necessarily have to be blood. But mm-hmm. finding that was would be so important for people. And uh, and I think my dad understands that, too, which is why he's so willing to to step in and, and be someone. I mean, he, he's such a great person who really cares about people, you know, and, it, and it's so important that that happens, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 really uh, important that you have that. Um, <clears throat> and as a father now, like I see. And I just know how important it is just by having a child. So, uh, yeah, you know, it's, for sure, it's it's definitely a life changing uh, experience. And I think about like you know what am I passionate about? I think I, I'm passionate about other people's music. Right? As <laughs> yeah. weird as that sounds, I was at the. No, uh, that's, I yeah, think yeah, that's and, and there's something to be said about that. You know, mm-hmm. like find a way to turn that into you know like a hobby, and here you are. <laughs> so yeah. really, when you think about it, you're passionate about this. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was at uh, Montage yesterday. I was uh, the Verve Pipe was playing. Nice. You guys are familiar with yes. the Verve Pipe. You might be a little too young for that, but no, no, we're good. We're good. <laughs> I'm well versed in all the music. It just, um, I just when I get to when I see shows and like I remember Andrew seeing uh, you guys play at Carl Hall for that that event we we did and right. Um, I can't remember the name of the song. It's one yeah. of my favorite songs from uh, Send Requests. Yeah. Um, um, is it, was it the one I closed on? I think so. Was it Teenage Dirtbag? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? The one that we all know. <laughs> Not even I do. I I thought this is this is going to sound terrible, yeah. uh, and and this is going to sound like I don't know anything. But I thought that was a female singing that song for That's the longest awesome. time, yeah. like forever until like yeah. but like two months ago. Dude, I have so much respect for Weedus. <laughs> they've been grinding since like at least the late 90s. And yeah. I mean, they're still going consistently and they're touring like you wouldn't believe. And I think they're like, at this point, they're like a nine piece band or something. What? Yeah, the dude has like three backing singers and everything. <laughs> All right. It's awesome, man. I need this. I haven't seen them live, but I have so much respect. It's funny. Um, we played, Send Request played with. Uh, I feel horrible for not remembering the name of the band, but they were an early 2000s pop punk band. Had a little bit of fame here and there. And the guy knew um, the singer from Weedus. And he he noticed that we we're, we cover it and then we have it like out and everything like that. And the dude came up to me and he's just like, man, if you if you could just meet him, he'd have so much respect for you because he loves when people people are able to like bring his music to the forefront. Let's so go. that's one of my goals right there to meet the guy from Weedus. Let's go. Let's make it happen. Let's make <laughs> <Yes>. it happen. <laughs> Uh, my my goal is to uh, get Joey Fatone on this podcast. Oh yes, <laughs> I've been saying it, man. I know, <laughs> as I everyone know. has. But <laughs> I know. But yeah, man. I think um, I remember that very distinctly because that was one of my personal goals with uh, the Perspectives record. Um, there was something. There was a lot of good and a lot of bad. I would truthfully say to come from that record. Now that I look back on it in hindsight, it's that I made sure as the lyricist of Send Request. Uh, to have everything rooted in very, very deep emotional feelings. I wanted everything to be super personal for me. And I made that number one priority. Um, I think that brought out like a lot of, a lot of strong feelings, if you will. 
so I made so so when I played songs, I mean they they resonated with me to to every fiber of my being, and I wanted to make sure that like so because I made sure fundamentally that's what the song was about. So whenever I play any anything anything off that record, it just means so much to me. So I hope that's able to kind of resonate with the audience. Yeah, and what I was what I was going to get at was just like, um, you know, seeing you play. It was a, it was acoustic at that time. Yeah. And it was just you, I think. I, yeah, um, I remember we closed on. I, I remember because that, that's. I remember these shows because that was a good one for me. Uh, yeah. I just remember closing on. I want to say it was when everything falls apart. That's exactly what it was. Yeah. <laughs> and it just like I, I had, I had chills, and um, you know, there's there's been times I've gone to shows and I've I've cried. Like it's weird. Right. It's amazing what music, you know, can do for people and and move them differently. And and I'd cry like not even out of like sadness. Or yeah, I mean, there's been times there's, where I was there's beauty in it. No, yeah, I'm a firm believer. And if you're if you're truthful and you're genuine in in what you're writing, that it it's going to be felt by someone, and they're going to feel what you're feeling to some extent. And there's 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 something beautiful about that. And as a songwriter, I try when when that's the goal. Um, it just it, there's something that clicks there's some type of energy that's felt that just resonates with everyone and that's why i love it there it's it's just this transfer of emotion you yeah. see that in our in our like clients yeah like the thing like when we sit down and write write music for people so uh to get more specific with that like a lot of um what we do with clients are they're usually vocalists who don't really play an instrument or or maybe do but are looking for a songwriter and uh, and then I also I mix and master the whole thing. Um so like when he comes like he's writing songs for people. Like yeah. we we call it under the the name of producing mm-hmm. but really like you know and one of a uh, one of the guys that we do Yeti mm-hmm. um love that. I, I absolutely love him. Yeti Yeti's such a good person and yeah. and he's great but he came to us or he came to me first as just a rapper and he's a, a credible incredible rapper actually and really good lyricist and he was like I don't really like I want to do rap still, but I also want to do this kind of stuff. And I was like, I think you needed uh, a songwriter and producer, so mm-hmm. I got Andrew involved. And lo and behold, and that's and, how I I jumped yeah. on board there. Yeah, and so I it, think that's a big thing when um, even working with other artists. You know, like yeah. number one goal is how make sure that you have to kind of like emotionally analyze the person uh, under yeah. the circumstance of the song. And just be like, hey, what are you trying to say here? And what's the best possible way to bring that to the forefront? Whether yeah. it's goofy or whether it's deep. Yeah. It's just that's that's the goal. What what you're trying to bring out is everything I'm trying to bring out in you. <laughs> yeah, I gotta text him back because we've been back and forth about scheduling one of these. And I definitely yeah. want to talk to him. Yeah, I love that song. Yeah, he's uh, a great guy. Yeah. What's it called? Cocoa, Cocoa butter. butter. Yes, Cocoa yeah. Butter. Cocoa Butter. <laughs> so yeah, that that is one of four. <clears throat> off of an EP that he's got that we um that we produced for him. So, he came to us with with lyrics over a beat and we took that beat as inspiration and made the music around it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Andrew, I said I wanted to come back to this before um yeah. you know, you said you mentioned the pandemic really kind of altered your life and maybe your thinking and things like that and right. you know, I we, we don't have to talk about it. Obviously, um, I'm a hundred percent open. Yeah. I mean, center quest is, is a different looking band than it was mm-hmm. three years ago. Right. Um, I don't know the backstory. I'm not asking you to get into anything if you don't want to, uh, obviously it's, it's 
things change, right? People change. Yes. You and I had the discussion via text. You yeah. know, I saw a lot of things happening online. Right. Um, and I'm not, I'm not picking a side. Uh, I will. I don't want anyone to pick, pick sides on, no. on any aspect of thing. Cause truthfully speaking, when I look back at that, I'm very open with Eric about that whole thing and, and every, anyone that wants to bring it up. Truthfully, uh, I look back on it in hindsight now um, with the most positive attitude that I could. I mean, like, so I'm, I'm truthfully, I'm, I'm grateful for everything that has happened because it's created the person that I, that I am today. And I think that's, that's the, that's just the best way I could look at it at that point. I can't, I can't get mad at things anymore yeah. um, because, you know, when you thrive in that negativity, it just creates more. And I know it sounds cheesy, but like, I have to believe that if you put good out into the world, it's going to come back to you. Yeah. And I think of the, the text I, cause I, I said, I saw some things uh, online, people, you know, chirping back and forth or whatever it was, but like, yeah, yeah people change, yeah. Uh, you know, like people grow up and you guys started at such a young age. We started at, that like, band in high school back in 2012. Like, yeah. <laughs> it, it's, it's just so, it's so weird though. Like, I mean, it, well, I mean, it's not weird. It's like, that's how, that's what happens. People grow up. Right. They, they have different perspectives. They, yeah. um, <laughs> they, it's, it's, that was the running joke for like two years. Yeah, yeah. That <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it just, it's, it's, you know, it's sad to see that right. happen, but I yes. mean, it's part of life. It's, it's, it's part of growing up. It's part of, you know, finding out who you are. I mean, like, yeah, you know, you don't even, your brain's not even fully developed until you're 25. So it's like, exactly. <laughs> no, a hundred percent. You know, know it just, um, yeah, I was going to say Gabby and I were actually having a conversation about that on the way over here mm-hmm. about how, like, you know, um, I, ha- and I have these conversations with people often, uh, especially at 27 about how, like, it's such a crucial time for people to just like figure out where they want to be in life. Um, because I just feel like your twenties are a time to either, make major progress or kind of stay stagnant or just kind of venture off into like, I feel like people kind of establish who they want to be for, you know, the, the, in a way, kind of the rest of their lives during this time of their life. We're really setting everyone, you're kind of setting yourself up for what you you want your future to be. Very formative. And yeah. So, formative people, years. so Good people work, kind yeah. of separate and it's just, it is what it is. It's just the natural progression of life. Um, I, I'm, a big believer in why that's how we've linked up. We've realized we're very similar with where we are in life aspect right now. And that's part of the reason why I don't hang out with certain people that I wouldn't, that would have hanged up, like hung out with when I was 16. Right. (laughs) People just go in different directions. I know that I could speak for Andrew in this when I say he has no bad blood towards anybody. So, no, and I mean, I mean, I, I, I don't know the story, but I mean, from what I've seen, and yes. how I've seen people act, I, I can agree with that. Right. Yeah. It's just interesting. I mean, it's like, I'm, I'm not, like I am not trying to like get anyone to talk. No, I don't. And I don't want it. Like literally it's funny. Cause like, I, I, it's obviously on everyone's mind. So like it's it weird being the icebreaker of that and every, under every circumstance, because like send request is still very much an active band or at least is, is about to be. And I think it's, it's taken me a very long time to get to this point. Um, like I'm not too, like it, I'm keeping a lot of things in the back burner, but like re- truthfully speaking, since quote unquote, like all of that, I, all that stuff in the past has happened. Um, I'm really trying to be on the forefront of like, okay, uh, I'm, I'm past this now. Like what's, what's the progress on this? So you're the first person I'm going to tell like quote unquote public, but, uh, we're recording an EP. Um, we're going to go, we're going to go off to Indiana and record. 
um, some new music to hopefully put out this year. And kind of, I want it to feel fresh. And I, that's the, like, I want things to just, I, I, if need be, I mean, the past is the past. You, you have to live with that, but you also have to find a way to move on. And I'm just this huge advocate of like positivity. And I want, yeah, yeah, thing, negative things have happened in the past. And I'm more than willing to talk about them, but like, that's who, that's who those people were back then. This is us now. Like, mm-hmm. let's live in that moment. Yeah. It's part of life, man. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. But, well, I mean, we could probably sit here all day talking about all the, the uh, endeavors you guys are uh, a part of, but I mean, tell us in the, the audience and listeners or whatever, uh, where they could find, I, I don't even know what, what I'm going to call this podcast. Cause typically right. I would say, Episode seventy six. Right. Oh, I need to send you. I need to send you like the. You can just use our names, I guess. And I was thinking about this this morning. You have to use this photo um, of the two of us. Eric's behind the kit, and I'm just rocking um, this guitar with, with oh, goggles on. <laughs> yes, we just played the show, and we, I just ripped them. Yeah, I just is that Amanda's the, photo? Yeah, that was Amanda. Yeah. We'll send you the exact photo that you need to use. It's just me with these goggles, like swimming goggles on, and I'm just rocking. <laughs> Perfect. Yes, please send me that. But I have no idea what to call this one. Just, I, I think you could use our names. We need to have more conversations and we can just keep putting them under different things. <laughs> yeah. And we'll I, stay specific to whoever that may be. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what I'll have to figure it out. But. <laughs> All the things that we want to yes. want to plug or whatever. There's a, lot of, things, there's so, a lot of things to yeah, plug. <laughs> I get, you know, obviously our personal socials and whatnot, you can keep up on that. And right. uh, really there's like the bands you've got Toothless, Center Quest, So Much Hope are like the bigger ones that right. we're involved in. Yes. You've got my studio, Novro Studios. Mm-hmm. You've got the podcast. Right. And then you've got like everything else that you've got. Little, which little is side like, projects. Yeah. You got Fresh Steps. You, you got Blank Man. Uh, 94. Blank Man 94. Plug, I'm coming out with new music this year. I'm making sure it's happening. I was going <laughs> to say, I'm mixing. I'm almost done mixing uh, one of the singles. So and it's gonna you're yeah. you're gonna enjoy this one I guarantee it. Um, <laughs> I think so. Yeah. <laughs> um. What else we got? I mean, I, let's. Yeah. If you follow there's the studio, so there's so much. Yeah. I know. If you follow the studio, you got all the artists we're producing. Yeah. Um, You've got all of Sarah's stuff that she does. So if, if anyone listening doesn't know, my wife Sarah is actually the video side of my company. So anything audibly you hear is me. I make the records. Anything visually you see, whether it's playthroughs or music videos or commercials or all the other stuff that she does, that's all her. So, yeah, I don't do anything with the video. <laughs> she, Yeah, she's a genius when it comes to that. <laughs> Maybe when I take this to the next level, I'll be contacting you for uh, some video work. Rock there you go. There you when go. I, <laughs> when, I, when I finally get a studio, if that ever happens and... <laughs> and all that kind of stuff will hey, we'll make it we'll make it pro i've told you before if you need a right-hand man dude i know dude, the, thing about it, the thing about you <laughs> you you have zero and then once your baby comes you're just wait just wait they all tell me it dude you just, think you just, think you listen, can figure it all out listen, you, we need to have a conversation like a year from today and i promise you i'm going to come back the same person <laughs> all right just i'm going like, to my calendar right now <laughs> I haven't slept in three years. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm back we'll miserable. We'll just we'll just call your blank man. We'll go uh, from blank man to uh, I don't even know. Like um, I don't know. <laughs> I got nothing. But uh, yeah, dude, it's 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 such a I can't. When when does she do? Gabby's due on June twenty first. Okay. 
So. I'm not. I'm not sure if you've seen the news on 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 my social media. We are also expecting. Yes, so I did see that. Congratulations, yeah, man! July, no, June, so. June and July. All right, so we'll be almost in the same ballpark. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you you already have a kid, so yes, <laughs> yeah, step above me. I'm going. I'm going backwards. Though. Like I, he's 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 four. Like he's pretty like uh, self sufficient. I mean, he obviously needs our help for for things, but like, there's no diapers anymore. There's no. You know, he sleeps okay. through the night greatly. So it's like all that progress to like go right back into it, <laughs> but it's been a, I have a, this is, this is the first time for me. So if you get a random text from me at like, a, like 11, I'll take it. Like pop, I'll, pop, go. I need some help. I'll be up. <laughs> I'll be up too. <laughs> I'm like, sorry, dude. I got one too. I'm here on your own. <laughs> send, send him a video of your baby crying and say, what do I do? <laughs> yeah. Dude, uh, I don't know if you're in the same like situation, but Gabby, Gabby works nights. So I, I, I told her, I told, yes, I told her it's, yeah. it's not her I'm concerned about. It's me. <laughs> Ooh. I'm going to be spending a lot, a lot of nights alone with, with, with child. Yeah. We don't know gender yet because, and that's not my choosing. So I'm gonna <laughs> dude, I, when you, and I asked you about that and you're like, we're not, we're not going to find out. I'm like, oh man. Yeah. Oh no. I told, I went home and I told Gabby about that. I'm just like, yeah, I told Popco that uh, we're not going to find out the gender. And he just responded with brave. <laughs> Dude, I, I i just i needed time to get my mind right i mean first right? of all we're having a child and i'm like i need to know what we're having so i can plan and prepare and Dude, i'm like trying to get there but like i don't know so i have like 50 percent girl 50 percent boy trying to prep at 50 percent for both sides yeah we're our second one is is a girl um which yes. i'm terrified of you got boy uh, girl you got the dream i know everyone keeps saying that but i'm like i really wanted a boy because like I kind of know what I'm doing with that, right. kind of, <laughs> just a little bit. Kind of. uh, and then we also have all the toys and all the clothes, so like that was already set. But fortunately, uh, my brother and his wife had a little baby girl a few years ago, so they gave us a lot of clothes, clothing. Right. And um, yeah, my my sister has two girls, so we're if if, just, if we have a girl, we're we're we locked out. Yeah, I'm just you know, uh, thankfully we had a boy first because I was like, I'm not. I'm not fit to like fight young men if they're <laughs> assholes to my daughter. But I'm like, right. oh wait, I'll have a son who can do son. that. Yes, yeah. So he's got to be the he's protector. Have the big brother, yeah, she's <laughs> the like, protector. I'm not getting smaller, and uh, you know, I'm not getting younger. So it's like exactly. I just you can go run a marathon with Andrew. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'll yes, I'll meet you there. <laughs> yeah, just yeah start, sure. I'll get right on that. I'll meet. I'll feed at six a.m. You'll get there in no time. I'll meet <laughs> yeah. you there. Chop All right. <laughs> <laughs> well guys thank you so much it's been a pleasure talking with you uh i'm sure you we could well, again sir. we could do this all day right yeah but blast. um looking very much forward to uh the new ep with uh, so much hope buried hopefully that send request stuff comes out this year as well right. blank man obviously want to hear that too um and then obviously you know keep me in the loop with artists you're working with i'm looking forward to hooking up with yeti i think that's great yeah um, but looking I'm looking forward yeah, he's awesome. looking forward to uh, everything coming out of Novro Studios. And thank you, Andrew. Best of luck with the the, the new new edition when he or she arrives. We got it. <laughs> oh. But seriously, if you need any, if you need any guidance, uh, I will do my best. Much appreciated. <laughs> Please, by all means, reach out. I will. Uh, <laughs> I'll give you the it. best answer I can. I will definitely be doing that. <laughs> <laughs> well, we could text that night together. Like we'll, right. we'll be <laughs> yeah. in the same boat. So perfect. All right, <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what. I mean, the first 
couple months, three months. It's 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 uh it's just it's just change. It's a, life it's a life altering exactly. That's, but that's it's I me. I wish I wish I would have done it earlier. I wish I would have been younger when we did it. I was thirty five. My wife was really? thirty one. Yeah, we had our first one. But I mean, there's reasons for that. There was yeah, she's in right. school for a million years because she's smart. Um, <laughs> not smart financially, but smart and uh, the uh, right, you know, uh, book stuff. But yes, um, yes, yeah. And then we read, we read your story. Um, my wife is a labor and delivery nurse. She has nothing but the most respect for you guys. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's been a, it's been a uh, challenging two years. Yeah. Um, for I mean, but he, it was weird though because like we had no issues with him. Yeah. Easy pregnancy, no issues. It's like we want to have a baby. We did the thing that produces a baby, and she was pregnant. It was like exactly. that. It was yep. like that. Hey, and even even the you know we had the three losses, um, but even like the two, I, I joke. I, I it's not a joking matter, but it's oh, making light of the situation. Yeah. I said I was four for five for the longest time because like right. it was like we yes. wanted to have a baby. There you go. We, she got pregnant. It was bizarre, but right. Yeah, I didn't even have to sex for this one. It didn't yeah. even have to have sex with this one. Yeah, yeah. The fun part was gone. Oh no! <laughs> IVF, man, it's just it's very, ex- very expensive endeavor, but oh. it'll be worth Dang. it. There it'll you be go. It's it. always it's worth it. It's a blessing. It really it'll is. Be a year or two behind you. Best of I, luck. I think that's what we're planning on. I don't know. We're all living the same life. We got it this. Depends if I have a meltdown or not. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you'll have two people to text. Yeah. <laughs> In the group chat, please help. Yeah. That's the title. Yes, please yes. help. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, best of luck to you guys with everything going on. And uh, thank you. All right, hopefully, I'll see you sooner than later. It's going to happen. Awesome. Thanks, guys. See thank ya. you. All right. See you. See you.